This is Dave, and I'm here with Ethan, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode 42 centimeter. On this spoilerific bonus episode, we review the October 27 show in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at Kimmel Cultural Campus from Weird Al's 2022, The Unfortunate Return of the Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Ill-Advised Vanity Tour. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. Well, hello, Ethan. Oh, by the way, I have a special guest here. It's not an official special guest, but my cat <laughs> Skylar is walking around, and she did seem very interested so you might hear some meow she's a loud purr too and if she gets up to that microphone <laughs> you're really going to hear something i just wanted to point that out for people well thank you dave i, I look forward to hearing uh skylar's take on this pretty stinking majestic uh time we had in philadelphia i know we have a lot to cover so let's just get right into it uh after the the pittsburgh show uh the next morning we got up we left and we got to philadelphia and uh, this was technically an off day uh, as far as concerts were concerned, but not as far as Dave and Ethan activities were con- concerned. And not as far as driving was concerned. It was a pretty long drive from Pittsburgh to Philadelphia. Oh, I guess we actually went drove to New Jersey where we, we our hotel was in New Jersey. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But just outside of Philly, I, you know, I, I didn't realize that Philly to Pittsburgh, or I guess the reverse of that, was like five or six hours. I just didn't picture uh, Pennsylvania being that big. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's quite a drive. And I'm kind of glad, you know, that uh, we had that off day technically to uh, make that drive, you know, because it it was a long drive. But, you know, it was a a pretty good, pretty quick drive, actually, you know, pretty uneventful drive till we got to right around Philadelphia. We hit some some traffic. I think you were sleeping in the back seat at this point, so <laughs> you, you might not have even known that we hit all this traffic. But we were into a half hour, hour worth of traffic before we finally got uh, back to the hotel. And we actually didn't really, like you mentioned, didn't have an off day because this happened, this off day co- coincided with the Philadelphia Film Festival, which happened to be showing a screening of We're the Al Yankovic Story right there in Philadelphia. <laughs> So, of course, we had to go. Um, <laughs> I, obviously. <laughs> and I'm so glad we did. We got to see so many awesome friends. We got to see it on the big screen. Uh, spoiler alert, Weird Al was there himself. Um, yes. That was exciting because he was not advertised <laughs> to be there. Well, we kind of assumed he might be there because, you know, it was an off day. It was in Philadelphia. And it is his movie, you know, and he does like enjoying <laughs> – he does enjoy watching it in theaters. But, yes, uh, so at the beginning, you know, I don't even know who it was. Somebody who worked for Philadelphia Film Fest came out and was about to introduce the movie. And then just Weird Al strolls out on stage, <laughs> decides to introduce the movie himself, which was awesome. It was great. Well, we'll uh, – we have a lot more to talk about with that, oh, yeah. and I'm, I'm sure we'll cover it at some point uh, on the podcast, but uh, just out of respect for time, Dave, for Skylar's time, uh, we should <laughs> we should keep going and, and focus on the uh, the actual Vanity Tour stuff. <laughs> yes, yes. So that was, that was actually an exciting night, but then we uh, did head back to our hotel in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, and uh, 
The next morning, um, well, actually, we slept in that day. You the, slept the in. Next, <laughs> I, oh, okay, that's true. That is true. That we actually had totally different. We did uh, different experiences. So uh, I know what yours is going to be. So let's uh, let's go through that one. All right, and we'll go I'll through tell you all about my fun day. <laughs> we'll go through my fun day, then we'll hear about your <laughs> right. Uh, we'll see if yours was more fun than mine. Um, right, well, we'll let, the, we'll let the listener decide. <laughs> I, I think I know which way they're going to lean. Well, so um, I was like, you know what? I, I had to work uh, before the concert. Um, so I was like, I'm going to get up extra early. I'm going to have the free hotel breakfast. I'm going to start my day off right. So I woke up extra early. I go down for hotel breakfast. And there was no hotel breakfast at the hotel we were at. <laughs> Come on, intern Frank. That's all we request from a hotel is that it has free breakfast. And when we wake up, we are thoroughly fed. (laughs) Well, so I was like, where's the breakfast? And they're like, this is the breakfast. I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, we have uh, uh, breakfast sandwiches here and coffee here. And the coffee was like $3 and the breakfast sandwiches all had meat on it. And I don't drink coffee or eat meat. So I just went back to bed for a little bit. (laughs) Uh, I woke up, I, uh, started working and, and, you know, uh, pat, you know, finishing any packing that was left. Um, and, uh, then when it was time to check out, I, I joined up with, uh, you and Jackie and then you guys, uh, dropped me off at this hotel in downtown Philly and I just used their Wi-Fi and and worked the rest of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds exciting. It was. We did get, we did get you breakfast because we were actually needed breakfast as well. We stopped at Dunkin' Donuts. That's true. That's true. So just to, just to wrap up that little bit. Well, that was Uh, my breakfast, lunch and dinner actually. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh boy. (laughs) All right. Well, let's hear about your day, Dave. Right, so so instead of getting up for breakfast, we slept in, and then we uh, yeah we, we uh, went out headed towards Philly. Uh, we dropped you off the hotel you were at. The Wi-Fi you hooliganed was at the Bellevue, which was actually <laughs> a suggestion from our good friend Kelly Phillips. Yes, and, yeah, uh, and uh, it was very convenient because it was like I don't know a block or two away from the venue. Uh, which is uh, the Kimmel Center, yeah. Which is apparently is is huge. I didn't realize it was as big as it was. Uh, there's multiple theaters and venues in that cultural campus. Uh, but I did scope out a parking spot next, uh, close, uh, pretty much next door to that. And uh, Jackie and I parked there for the day, and then we decided we don't get to Philadelphia too often other than to see pretty much weird Al in concert. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> really the only reason main... I've ever been to Philly is to see weird Al <laughs> or to see some show that I was working. So yeah, I, right. I, I don't have time to go around and do fun stuff. Right. The, the, the times we had to Philadelphia, we always have some reason planned, whether it's weird Al or something else. But uh, so since we did, did have that daytime period before the the concert, we decided we would be tourists in Philadelphia. Uh, both Jack and I had never really done the tourist thing in Philadelphia before. Uh, one thing I definitely wanted to see was the Liberty Bell. So uh, we headed over to the Liberty Bell. That was actually uh, quite exciting. Um, and uh, so let me just give a, a perspective of, of my day. So I'm just, it was actually nice. The hotel I was at was nice. And yeah. they kind of had this little area with like a, uh, a plug and and the Wi-Fi was not for guests of the hotel only, so I don't think I was too much of a hooligan. Um, 
but uh, all day, as you and Jackie are doing these fun things, you're sending me pictures of you doing fun stuff. I should have replied and just sent the same picture of me, like, at my computer (laughs) each time. You should have. Oh, what a missed opportunity. Next time. Yeah, so I was keeping you up to, up to speed with all the places we're going. And now would actually be a good time for our first Coke Zero solo. Oh. So I'm going to do one. We'll do it a uh, combo. Oh. All right. Ready? Countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. We really should next time count down to zero since it's a Coke Zero solo. Oh, oh well. Well, All right, we'll save we'll save that for the. We have uh, one more concert to review, Dave. We'll do it next time. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! The tour's not technically over. That's I mean, true. There are okay. dates in in February. All right, so. all right. We don't know. We don't know. But anyway, <laughs> we'll keep that in mind for future episodes. Yes. <laughs> all right. So, I just want to mention. You know, you sent me this picture of the bell. Did Frank do something to the bell? It was completely broken. <laughs> I was surprised when we got there, Frank uh, dropped the bell and it cracked. And you know, you break it, you buy it. So that's a quite an expense coming out of the podcast's uh, <laughs> treasury department. Yeah. Thanks, Frank. Uh, intern thanks, Frank. Thanks, Frank. Oh, what are we going to do with this guy? Yeah, so, so we went to the Liberty Bell. Uh, that was... Uh, nice. It was free to visit and everything. It was, it was very cool. Uh, they did... A, they, a, they did have a gift shop uh, there as well, and I actually picked up a a T-shirt with Rocky on it. You know, uh, Rocky oh, cool. Balboa. Awesome. Uh, and uh, that'll come into uh, into play later. Okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, so next to so this whole uh, area around um, around the Liberty Bell, I guess they kind of call it the Independence Hall complex, or it's it's it's. Uh, it's all these the historical buildings in this general area of, of Philadelphia. So right next to it was uh, what they call Old City Hall, which was uh, next to Independence Hall. And the Old City Hall has the very old Supreme Court, the very first Supreme Court that the country used. In. Wow. Uh, so yeah, so uh, that's also uh, free to go in and check out. So we went in, we chatted a little bit with the, uh, with the I guess, the ranger who was... Uh, who's there on duty, and uh, she filled us in on a lot of facts about that. And uh, it is next to Independence Hall. Now, I didn't realize this, or intern Frank didn't do research correctly and let me know that I needed to reserve tickets in advance for Independence Hall. So I did not get to see that, but I was bummed that uh, I couldn't. Oh, and by the way, I should mention that our our friends, uh, Vicky DeVries, Rhymes with Cheese, and Nancy Lowry were also in Philadelphia, and it, we had made tentative plans to uh, meet up with them and go do all these sight, sightseeing, and uh, and they were always like one step behind us, so we never did actually get to meet up with them. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so uh, so I guess, I don't know how they spent their day, but uh, we're always like, we're, we're heading here, and they're like, oh, well, we're not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to make it. Yeah, so... Uh, our, our grand plan was uh, the, the next stop we wanted to hit after uh, the whole Liberty Bell area was we wanted to head on over to the uh, the Rocky Steps. The yeah. Rocky Steps. That the Rocky cool. Steps. And, uh, and the plan was obviously uh, to run up to those. To well, the Rocky Steps, Dave, I, I don't know if everyone listening is, has seen Rocky. I don't think I've seen Rocky. I think I've just seen the, the steps scene. What? Um, 
No, I've oh seen, my, I've we seen, have to we have to fix that. I think we have I've to seen Rocky. Rocky's I don't know what, what Rocky I've seen, but I'm not like a Rocky fan. But I know the steps, and that there's like a training montage where he runs up the steps in Philadelphia, and that's like a very popular tourist thing. Um, yeah, it, it's it's the steps to the uh, Philadelphia Museum of Art. And uh, if anyone wants to check that out, and if anyone hasn't seen Rocky like Ethan, you should watch it. It's an incredibly great movie. And I think whole, I have seen Rocky. Rockies. To be fair, I don't think I've seen any okay. of the sequels. <laughs> oh, I, I saw one of the sequels. I saw the first one and then the last Rocky, uh, not the Creed <laughs> ones. <laughs> I just skipped all the middle ones. <laughs> it didn't leave a lasting impact on me, except they were like punching meat and running upstairs. That's all I remember. In drinking eggs. <laughs> I saw it as a kid. That's all. That's all I remember. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so our plan was was we were going to walk over to the rocky steps, and we didn't. I don't know that we really uh, realized how far they were, but uh, we did pass some interesting things on the walk over. So, in that general area, there is uh, Benjamin Franklin's grave site. Oh, uh, which uh, you spoiler alert, Dave! I didn't know he died. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, so, so I guess you can actually, if you wanted to, there's an old cemetery there. If you wanted to pay, you could go in and walk around uh, and do that. But uh, you can actually see his uh, grave for free from the street. So Jackie and I did that. And yes, we were tacky. We took a selfie with the deceased. Aww. And I think we sent you a picture of that as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, I guess also on the... Uh, Somewhere in that general area, there was this random like like uh, art design, and it just said "Yo, Y O," <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was in yellow. And uh, I we took a picture of that and sent that to you. And I don't know what happened to the D and the A. I'm a little bit I'm unclear where those were. <laughs> but uh, but yo, I know uh, you used to. I don't know uh, before you got your 2000 inch hat and wear that exclusively. You would occasionally wear a hat that said yo on it. So I did think of you at that point. Uh, yeah, so we continued walking and we made it about as far as Chinatown. And then we realized we still have a really long walk to go. Uh, so at that point, we just decided to get an Uber on over to the Rocky Steps. Oh, cool. And, uh, yeah. And uh, we, we went to the Rocky Steps and they were, they were pretty cool. There's actually a statue of Rocky there. Uh, which you can get your picture with, which of course we did. Uh, <laughs> right. And then, then the, the the steps and there's always sort of like since seeing Rocky, I always wanted to kind of run up those steps, like in that training montage. Uh, obviously, <laughs> there's the uh, there's Weird Al's song theme from Rocky Thirteen, aka the Ryer the Kaiser, which uh, <laughs> which would be appropriate to run up with. Um, because in the original movie, he runs up to Eye of the Tiger. Right. Uh, right. And uh, and so we had a great idea that uh, I would run up the steps and I would uh, – Jackie would stay at the bottom and film it. And then we would have our intern, Frank, make a video out of it and uh, post that over on our social media. So uh, as of this recording, uh, intern Frank is still working on that video, but – uh, it did take me, it did take intern Frank three takes to actually get all the footage <laughs> that, that, uh, he needed because, uh, the first time he forgot to press record. Oh. So I ran up the steps 
and they tell you that they, they, they're pretty there's a lot I don't know how many steps there are but there are quite a few of them and uh, and it's it's uh, harder than it looks so I was out of breath <laughs> but I had to do it all again uh, a second time after I caught my breath and then I ended up doing it a third time uh, so I could also run up I, I by the way I had the uh, the theme from Rocky 13 playing in the background as I was running up both of those times uh, the, the third time I wanted to actually run up to the uh, to the eye of the tiger so I did that blasphemy uh, Dave blasphemy uh, well, I, I, you know what because I'm not sure the next time I'm going to make it to this uh, Philadelphia Museum <laughs> of Art and in wanted to get both of them out of the way okay uh, but yes it was it was quite a workout quite a workout and actually there were people there that was actually running up and down the steps as their workout so it, it, if you know you're into that it really is a good workout dave how many steps is it did you count i didn't count oh how many steps oh i i don't know i, I don't know <laughs> maybe somebody intern must frank know that. can uh, google it while you're uh, finishing up uh, intern Frank is telling me there's 72 steps. Oh, wow. That's 27 yeah. backwards. You should have counted. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so uh, did that. At the top, there's uh, there's Rocky Footprints, uh, which we, which I took a picture standing in as well. Uh, at that point, uh, we were going to walk back to the theater. Again, we misjudged... Uh, we got about a block and said, "This is silly. We we know how to use Uber. Let's just Uber back to the uh, <laughs> to the uh, the theater." We did that. Uh, we got in. Uh, I don't know early enough that we still had like another. You still had like another hour or so of work. So uh, Jackie and I we went. We found dinner at this place, uh, which we initially were going to go to the night before uh, after the. Uh, the weird, the Al Yankovic story screening a group of us went out to dinner. Uh, there was a spot we were going to initially go to, but it was too loud. Uh, so we went to a second place. We went to the first place on uh, Vicky DeVries rhymes with cheese recommendation. They had eaten there uh, previously, <laughs> her and Nancy. So uh, that was pretty much my day. At that point, you let me know you were done with work. Uh, we headed on over. We picked you up and we walked, uh, we walked, Dropped the, a few things off at the yeah. car, and then uh, we had to head like pretty much right to the venue because we had uh, VIP Jeopardy waiting for us. Yes, and on our way to the venue from the parking lot, we ran into none other than Grammy Award winning Jim Kimo West. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, this is really weird because, like I said, there was multiple multiple theaters and. The, the tour bus was parked in front of one theater, but it was like a block and a half away from where the actual concert was taking place. So if, if the band needed to run back to the bus for anything, they had to walk like a block and a half away <laughs> to get there. And I think that's when we ran into Grammy Award winning Jim Kimo West heading back to the bus for something. Yeah, I wonder if they just they don't have room for the bus behind the theater. Some of those older theaters don't really have great access for that kind of stuff, parking and stuff, so... Right. That may be what they had to do. But yeah, that's uh, it was cool getting to see Jim very briefly. Um, we got checked in and we saw our friend Dana B. We saw our friend Mary. And um, we very quickly met two, or I guess one fan of the podcast. And then 
his name was Michael. And then he introduced yes. us to his friend David, who wasn't yet a fan of the podcast, but was very excited to listen to it. Yes, yes. Uh, Michael uh, let us know that he he's a he's a listener of our podcast. Uh, so shout out to Michael. I'm pretty sure you're going to be listening to this episode. And uh, he didn't mention he's from New Jersey, Tom's River. And uh, so uh, another Jersey guy. And of course, uh, he also mentioned he will be at Carnegie Hall. So we uh, will see him in Carnegie Hall. Or Keep an eye out. In Carnegie Hall. Well, no spoilers. Depending Dave. on depending on, uh, <laughs> <laughs> depending on what kind of timeline we're doing with this episode. Um, yeah, I also ran into before Jeopardy. Uh, our good friend Javier was there, and all the way Jeff from as well. Yeah, all yes, the way Seattle. from Seattle. Um, yes, and I came in. Uh, was not initially planning to go to uh, any shows on this tour, but uh, did did actually last minute decide to head to Philadelphia and Carnegie. Yeah, so he got to see the screening with us, and then the last two shows on the tour, which was very cool. And then yes, UH Jeff was there. Um, and he was there with his friend who we've met before, uh, Dave Bach. Yep. Yep. And, um, we also got to see our good friend, Kelly Phillips. And I think for the first time, for me, at least I got to meet her mom. Yes. Her mom, Joanne, uh, definitely not the first time I met Joanne. Uh, I first met Joanne back in, on July 10th in the year 2000, Wow. And uh, the reason I remember that is because uh, it was at Hershey Park, and uh, Kelly actually uh, talks about this in her, her great book, uh, Weird Me, her illustrated book that she has. Uh, definitely check that out. Uh, the whole experience of, uh, of seeing the concert in Hershey Park, uh, and her and uh, her mom and I were, were both, uh, Joanne and I were both sprinting, trying to be number one in line, and then once we got there, we were like, this is silly. We both want to see the Weird Al concert together. Let's just join our groups together and just go to the, you know, <laughs> hang out and go to the concert. Because this was uh, this was an unassigned seat, so the earlier you got there, yeah. you got to stake your seats. Uh, so that that's what. So I actually hadn't seen Joanne since the year two thousand. So wow. it was great to see her. Twenty two years uh, later, yeah, holy crap! Yeah, catch up with her and. Uh, and she remembered. She remembered me from that day, and we reminisced about that and other, you know, Weird Al, you know, adventures and stuff. So it was it was really cool to, to get to, to chat with Joanne uh, throughout, you know, all the the time I got to spend with her, and of course Kelly too. Yeah, and Kelly had some. Um, she it wasn't Kickstarter, but she had some sort of like uh, fundraiser thing she was doing recently. And I just, I saw it was Kelly and I was like, I don't care. I'm just going to buy everything. So I, I bought like, uh, uh, all these books. I don't have them in front of me, but like another copy of weird me and the, her, you know, yeah. uh, pins. And then she had these like little cat books and I was yeah, just like, I'll buy them all. series she has. So yeah, she, yeah. uh, she was like, Oh, I, I realized I didn't have to ship these. I was hand them to you. So she handed those to me and I, I still have to go through them, but they're, they're so awesome. I love all of her work. Um, and I don't want to mess up and jump ahead. I think this is everyone. Well, I just, I, let, let me just, uh, let me just plug. Yeah, that, that is, uh, at least everybody that I, that if, if for getting somebody, sorry, I'm sure we'll mention you later, but I just want to give, uh, Kelly's website a shout out. It's kellyphillips.net and it's, K e l l y p h i l l i p s dot net. Oh yes, definitely check that out. Her stuff is incredible. Uh, 
Especially the great artist. Yeah, yeah, the Weird Al stuff you got to pick up. Weird Al himself purchased it, so um, that's right. <laughs> you, you were and, wrong. If and you don't. for those with your your Dave Elvis Rossi collection, you need to pick up Weird Me because I do make an appearance in that book. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> and your uh, hairy appendages. <laughs> My hairy legs. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Jeopardy um, was starting, and this venue was, uh, they weren't on the level of the Wiltern uh, as being um, annoying, <laughs> I'll say, but they were right. definitely uh, on on that level, and they were very particular about like, all right, you need to go in here, and you got to sit here, and you got to go to the end of the row, and she's like, this is Weird Al Jeopardy. This is like people getting to hang out with their friends and like have fun, and we paid extra money for this. It's like... Let us just sit where we want to sit and with uh, who we uh, want to sit with, you know? I wanted right, I wanted to sit with my friends and I did get to sit with, you know, you and Jackie, Jackie and uh, Dana and, you know, um who else was there? Oh boy. Well, we wanted to sit with like uh Javier and UH Jeff and Dave yeah, Bach yeah. and it was just like like they were being very militant like you need to go here. Oh, nope. Now you go to the new row. You sit here and it's just like right. Like, it's not a real show. It's just us watching Jeopardy. Like, just let us have fun and sit where we want and let us have a space between each other so we can put our bags down. Like, it it was very annoying, um, the uh, the staff there um, taking taking charge, I guess. <laughs> right. I do want to uh, mention that uh, you had mentioned this on a previous episode that uh, Weird Al's tour manager, Melissa King, has this really awesome sweatshirt that that she oh, had yeah. this hoodie made up that she has that has like an incredible you know uh, talks about the tour and uh fortunately uh we did run into melissa at vip jeopardy she usually doesn't go to that but uh she knew i guess she knew we were there and she wanted to come out and say hello uh so uh so i did get to see that jacket and it is pretty stinking majestic yeah, and, and I, i'm really jealous i want one <laughs> i want to point out it wasn't just her jacket i believe everyone in the um, band and crew received one. Um, oh, nice. It says, nice. it's really cool on the front, you know, it, it has the uh, the tour logo. And then on the back it says, 42,370 miles, 133 shows, 93 songs, 27 weeks, 11 crew, 5 band, 1 accordion. It's very cool. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> yep. So it was nice to, to get to chat with Melissa. Uh, she's always so busy. So anytime she can make a moment to, to come and say hello, it, it's always great to see her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the tour manager position never stops. And she was even saying after Carnegie, she had five days off and then she's going back out on the road with Foreigner. So it's like <laughs> she had, like tour man, the life of a tour manager is uh, uh, you never Crazy, stop. Yes. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy, Yes. So we're really excited um, because Jeopardy started. And Jeopardy started, and I know we usually don't write this down, but I did. 6.20, 6.20 oh. p.m. Jeopardy started. <laughs> well, they uh, of course, JW chooses someone to go get the ballots and get covered in toilet paper, and he chose this guy, Ryan, and I was just looking at Ryan, and I was like, boy, that guy <laughs> looks familiar to me, and I couldn't place him. Um, and then maybe we'll get back to that in a few minutes. <laughs> Maybe I'm setting well, something up. <laughs> and then maybe. Uh, well, I do uh, want to mention that JW did uh welcome us all to the great state of Philadelphia. That's right. And so, uh okay. We're, we're very excited <laughs> to Philadelphia see was a state. 
uh, that one, I think the first contestant pulled was none other than Kelly Phillips. Yes, <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> so he pulls out you know, an illustrator from you know, the Philadelphia area or whatever she had written on her card. And uh, it was Kelly. It was awesome. <laughs> and so I think at least um, the from the original three, I think she was the only one that we knew personally. So obviously we were rooting for Kelly. And um, yeah, the other two people up there, their, their names were Dan and Daniel. So yes. it did get a little confusing. <laughs> um, and so there were a couple times where nobody up there knew the answer, and JW sort of uh, let the audience um, help them out. So tried to uh, shout out some answers for Kelly, and, and she was able to get some of them. Um, but there was one question that nobody got right, and this guy in the audience, um, David, who we met earlier with Michael, was like so upset. He's like, I told you that was the answer. Why didn't you do that? And then CW was like, all right, this guy gets to go up. <laughs> so <laughs> he went up and he replaced Dan, not Daniel. Yes. So, uh, David yes, so, was uh, new Dan. <laughs> David was new Dan. Yes. Pretty and, cool. Yeah, he was good. He, he had a lot of the answers. Yeah. And... Dave, David was, uh, David was good competition up there for Kelly. Kelly was uh, pretty knowledgeable about stuff too. Yeah. But yeah, it was, uh, it was a, uh, Interesting. Uh, I do have uh, the score that uh, if, if oh, that okay. was uh, before Final Jeopardy. Uh, New Dan had five hundred forty points. Kelly had four hundred sixty points, and Daniel had three hundred eighty points. So it really was a pretty close. Competition. That was close. Um, uh, then they they of course gave us the Final Jeopardy question and. Um, Dave, I know you were there and you heard the answer, but it's been a couple days, so I'm going to read it again, and I want to see if <laughs> okay. you can get it right, okay? All right. All right. Pressure's one, on. It's particularly difficult. Uh, you know, you've, you've had a busy week, Dave, but uh, let's see if you can get it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't have the full thing written down, but it said, uh, sleigh bells are ringing and carolers are singing in this fun holiday tune by Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> Well, all right. It's gonna take it's gonna take a question a little bit harder than that to, to stump me. And ho- and uh, for our listeners who don't know, of course, it is what is Christmas at Ground Zero? Uh, That's right. Uh, one of the easier uh, Final Jeopardy questions. Um, and uh, I think at the end of the day, uh, New Dan, aka David, was the winner, and Kelly came in second place. Yes, New Dan ended up with 1,040 points. Kelly ended up with 920 points. And uh, Daniel had zero points and was the complete loser. Yeah, I think he said, uh, what did he say? He, he said the night Santa went crazy. Right, okay, that's right. That's yeah. right. And, uh, and, I do, and uh, at the end, uh, JW generally will have the winner do a speech. And a lot of times it catches the contestant off, off guard and they don't really have anything other to say than like thanks or you know that was fun or or, or pass on the idea but but Dan actually had a quote and uh, and I thought it was uh thought it was very nice so I wrote it down and he said nerd culture we have to embrace it so I thought that was appropriate so new Dan uh, that was new Dan's quote and uh, I do also want to give a shout out to uh, Mary Kathleen, who was sitting with us at uh, Jeopardy as well. Yes. We, yep. forgot to, we forgot to mention her earlier. Uh, I mentioned her. I just I forgot that her. I just know her as Mary. I don't know her as Mary Kathleen. <laughs> I don't know her last <laughs> name or middle name or, or second name. I just know her as Mary. But yeah, Mary and I were 
sitting behind you guys uh, with Dana. And um, yeah. So after the um, Jeopardy got out, we went and uh, we saw what was. I guess the first thing we did, or at least I did, is I went and I I tried to buy some snacks for dinner because I was starving <laughs> after only having Dunkin' Donuts for breakfast. So yeah, um, I went up and the tip jar at the concession stand that I went to said, "Tip sign is six words long." <laughs> <laughs> I love you know there's there are venues that that sometimes do their research on you know the artist that's coming in and Weird Al tends to have tends to happen quite a bit that they do something Weird Al themed and you could tell that's a pretty deep cut you know for yeah for that was to, to pick that one up so that was you a could good tell one. somebody on that staff uh, probably was a Weird Al fan you know to to pull that one off that that's pretty cool well, we ran into Allison Parsons and Kelly Bixler a little bit later. And they had, I guess, gone to the other um, the other line for concessions, and they had a different tip jar sign, and their tip jar sign said, leave a tip, and you can squeeze all the Charmin you can only while Mr. Whipple's not around. <laughs> <laughs> so I really appreciated uh, that. And, um, nice. you know, if, if I'm... If, uh, for whatever reason, I'm not thinking about leaving a tip, uh, having a Weird Al sign guarantees <laughs> that you're getting a tip from me. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so also during this sort of uh, break between Jeopardy and um, the show, we ran into that guy, Ryan, who got covered in toilet paper. <laughs> and it turns yeah, so, out so- it's our friend. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I'm, you know, I'm hanging around, and, and there's a bunch of other people. I'll, I'll get to and mention them, but since you brought it up, I'm just hanging around, and, and the the gentleman covered that no longer covered in toilet paper, but that was previously covered in toilet paper, <laughs> walks up to me. And he says, "You know, you know, are you Dave?" And he says, "By the way, I'm uh, I'm Ryan, I'm Ryan Barna." And for those who don't yeah. recognize that name, he's been a guest on the podcast, episode and, uh, 94 inch. Yeah, and uh, he recorded Weird Al on Wax Cylinder. And then uh, he also and, and other people as well, Doctor Demento, yeah. and and he had ended up right uh, recording our theme song for us on Wax Cylinder and sending that to, to us as well uh, for our collections, which is pretty stinking majestic. I think it was our theme song and our specialty parody. Yes, yes, it was. it was. Yes, so cool, it, so cool. And so I, I, so great to meet meet Ryan. Of course, I had to flag you down so you could meet Ryan as well. It, well, as we soon were... as I heard the full name Ryan Barna, I knew who he was immediately. Oh, it yeah, clicked. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, for me, it's like, if I just hear a first name and a face, I need that last name to make it all make sense to me. <laughs> I'm just, my brain is not fast enough without uh, three clues. I need three pieces of information. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was it was so cool talking to Ryan, uh, and and you know he was telling us, of course, you know how he was trying to you know get other bands and stuff to to record Wax Cylinder and and just all this other fun stuff that he's done. You know he's a he's a freaking mage. He's a music historian. I mean, really, he's a, yeah. he's a great guy. We called him sound historian when he was on our yes. podcast, and we were just we were having a great time getting to chat with him finally. And um, he mentioned how he's always wanted to record with Napoleon the Fourteenth, or A.K.A. Jerry Samuels, 
And right. we had they're they're coming to take me away, haha! That guy. We had just uh, just before we saw Ryan, um, we ran into our friend Michael Lestacat, who is good friends with Jerry Samuels, and he's the guy who uh, brought them to Red Robin with us and uh, sat with them when we went to the Lancaster show right behind us. Yeah, and so we had seen him, and so I was like, "Well, you want to record with Jerry?" This is the guy, and he's here. So I, I like immediately like texted Michael. I was like, "Can you meet me out in the lobby?" He's like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> and so he came out, and then we introduced him to Ryan, and they um, seemed to get a- along really well. And they were talking about it. And I think on the spot, Michael called Jerry, and Jerry sounded <laughs> interested. Crazy. Like it was amazing how fast that came together. <laughs> yeah, hope, yeah. Hopefully, something comes out of that, and uh, we'll get to to hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. So uh, that was cool getting to, to meet former guest Ryan. I know our other, uh, quite a few other, other former and future guests were, were there as well. Uh, I did, uh, I did run into our, well, I don't know if you ran into them, but uh, uh, Jackie and I ran into our friends, uh, Terry and Dave were there as well. Yeah. We I, I remember seeing them, but I've, I've never met them. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a future they were show. Actually, they were at, yeah, they were at the Philadelphia, the, uh, the screening the night yep. before as well. Yep. yep. Uh, Mike Minnick, former guest and friend of the podcast and good friend of ours there. Yep. Um, we finally met up with Vicky DeVries, Ryan with Cheese, <laughs> and Nancy Larry. Yep. Uh, you, uh, I think uh, we mentioned Javier and Allison, um, Michael, Kelly, Kelly and her mom. Yeah, it was it was crazy. And then yes, then uh, we uh, met. Uh, I didn't. I, th- I guess I knew he was going to be there. I guess he told us he was at the uh, Philadelphia. I mean, at well, the uh, he Philadelphia. Was, yeah, Film he was Fest. at the screening and right. um, like posted. I was like, oh, I didn't know you were there. I would have loved to meet you. And he's like, oh, I saw you guys, but I was too nervous to come up to you. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so luckily, we got to talk to him and meet him. It was Brady Love. And yes, Brady Love. You may not be familiar with him because uh, he is someone that we've interviewed, but the, it just hasn't aired yet. Um, but he's an active member of the Weird Al fan community. He's a oh, yeah. fantastic musician himself, and uh, he's done some really incredible things that got our attention, which is why um, we had to be friends with him and interview him. So um, I don't know if we want to get into it now um, or just briefly overview Um yeah, yeah, just, just, uh, yeah, tease. He, he uh, blanking on the song. Help me out here, Ethan. Yeah, I think he, he did another one. Rides the bus. Yes, yes, it was another. I think one that was the, the first bus. one. Yeah, but he's done multiple. Uh, that was the one that sort of got our attention. Uh, he's taken another one. Rides the bus, and he stripped out like Weird Al's lyrics, and he puts Queen's lyrics over top of it, and then he did it the reverse way as well, where he he took the, you know another one bites the dust, and he stripped out Queen's lyrics, and he puts Weird Al's lyrics over top of it, and it's this incredible mashup, and it's yeah. very well done. Yeah, because when and, you know for for the first album or some of those earlier singles, it's Al playing the accordion. It's not a full band recreation of the song like he's done, you know, starting on the second album you know most you know like yeah. like eat it is not just him on an accordion it's a full band playing beat it while he's singing eat it and so yeah. um he's essentially emulated that by using the real songs and al's lyrics and it's incredible uh to hear yeah. what what it could have sounded like um so we'll we'll have more with him but it was great to meet him and his friend and uh was really happy to see him and um let me see i don't think i have anyone else so unless you wrote down anyone else uh <laughs> 
Not at this point. We'll, we'll okay. uh, run into uh, people later. I'm sure but, we will. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was it was very cool to meet uh, Brady. Been uh, Facebook friends with him for a really long time, and uh, and uh, big fan of his work. So uh, nice to meet him. Uh, I have written down. Yes. I don't know if this was on a sign or something that was announced, but somehow somewhere or somehow it said photos will be allowed this evening. And then at 7.57, J.W. took the stage and said, no photos. So <laughs> there was definitely uh, conflicting information. Uh, but I do have J.W. taking the stage at 7.57 and Emo taking the stage at 7.59 wearing his uh, Harley Quinn outfit. Yes, his black and gold outfit. I had 7.58 for J.W., but uh, close enough. I mean, you know, if this, it was an 8 o'clock concert, which, you know, if, if that's going to happen... Uh, JW's coming out two or three minutes before then. <laughs> now, originally, um, our friend Bob Groder was supposed to sit with us, uh, but he was unable to attend, so we had that extra ticket um, for Bob, and we invited Mike Minnick to come sit with us. He was supposed to be up in the balcony, and we're like, well, come sit in row D with us, and so he did. So it was really great to uh, get to have him with us for, for the concert. Yes, Mike was uh, replacement Bob, or, or new new Bob, I guess. If new Bob with the uh, with the, uh, the with Jeopardy, the Jeopardy nomenclature. Uh, yes, yes, new Bob. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was cool. It was cool, and of course, uh, Jackie was the uh, fourth in our group sitting with us. Uh, now, and I, I took note of this because it seemed like maybe if it happened once, it would have been something. But it seemed like five or six times people in front of us or to the left of us were in the wrong seats and had to be moved around. Did you see that? I had the same the same comment I was going to make because it was I mean there was a, a few people that were latecomers uh you know to their seats and it seemed like almost like you said every one of them once they got to their their correct seats there was somebody else sitting in those seats and then there was this whole fiasco uh that you know the the ticket person get out your ticket you know the the, the usher get out your ticket right. and then they're they're shuffling people around and and the the rows were very tight so like in order to like you get in and out of the rows everybody in the row had to stand yeah, up or stand and up and move and, out of the leave, row yeah. and and it was just it was it was quite distracting actually <laughs> it really was uh, and and I don't know I was uh, I guess right in the aisle so I don't know if if you saw this but. Um, you know, at least one of the people, the first people, I think they had balcony row B and they just accidentally were down or, you know, quote unquote, accidentally down in the front. But then people to my left, like on the other side of the aisle, um, at one point after like moving people around multiple times, I think I heard the usher say like, oh, I think it was my issue. I think she like put people in the wrong seats and so she created like all this confusion. <laughs> Did you catch that? <laughs> I did. I didn't catch what the reasoning was, but yeah, but uh, but yeah, the, the the usher like put people in the wrong seats, and then the people gosh. for those real seats came. So like people were like moving up a row, back a row, in a row, out a row. Jeez. It was it was pretty chaotic, and yeah, distracting, quite distracting. Yeah, and and uh, it, it caused us to miss a, a some of emo set, which was a little disappointing. Yeah, uh, because I do enjoy you know. Do enjoy his set, but there was actually I know we don't usually talk about emo, but there was two unique things which I had never seen before, which I I guess is okay probably to talk about. Um, he had this this he took out at one point a painting 
and like a uh, doll that uh, he said fans had made for him. Yeah, like a plush. And then yeah. a little bit later, he's like, I always wish I had merch. And then he like looks over at the things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I hadn't really seen cool. those. I hadn't seen those before, so I, I'm wondering if that if that was uh, uh, not a bit and a true uh, a true thing that actually happened. You never know with emo. <laughs> you I know, never no. never know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, despite I mean, luckily Dave, you know, we had seen emo a bunch of times already, but I definitely felt bad for the people who maybe hadn't seen emo. You know, this is my 38th time this year seeing emo, so it's like Ooh. I can miss a couple things. But for some of the people who are going to one show with all that nonsense with people getting yeah, up yeah. and sitting down and going up and go to the bathroom, all this stuff, it's like just hold it for 30 minutes and you know don't show up late, <laughs> don't sit in the wrong seats. I don't know it, that it bugged me for on behalf of other people too. Well, since you brought it up, this is show number 28 for me on on the tour and my 223rd show overall Ooh. lifetime. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so in between the break uh, of Emo, uh, I, I did uh, didn't know she was coming, and uh, I think she bought a last-minute ticket, so she was up in the balcony, but she did come down to say hello. Uh, our good friend Sharon Bailey was, yes. uh, was there. I do want to uh, just mention uh, Emo ended at 8.34, so it was an, a 35-minute Emo set. Um, oh, that's right. It was, it was a it longer was a set. A bit yeah. longer, uh, which was cool. Yeah. And uh, he did. He did get a full standing ovation. For, yes. for his set. Yes. Yeah. So we got to to meet Sharon uh, or talk to Sharon for a few minutes. I think I'm ready to move on to the uh, the concert. Unless you have anything else that happened during that little intermission. No, uh, I have 15 minutes later uh, at 8:49. Um, the whole band takes the stage and they immediately go right into without any introduction. Dare to be stupid. Yeah, Dare to be Stupid was the uh, the starting song, which I think we had seen before. Uh, yeah, we had seen that, I think, earlier that week for yeah, the first time. And, yeah, and uh, it, it, interesting choice. Uh, I kind of like the story, but, you know, I guess, uh, <laughs> I guess, you know, Al probably made this set list months ago and... Uh, and uh, probably stuck with it. But yeah, so Dare to be <laughs> Stupid. So, uh, you know, usually uh, I'll tweet out... Uh, tweet out you know dare to be stupid and i'll try to intertwine his story into what kind of version it was but i just had to go with lounge act or lounge slash cha-cha version the, the quote official title of this one. <laughs> <laughs> um i will mention um we both raised our hands um yeah. for the volunteer was that your first time raising your hand or at least it's, I, a, I, it's rare for you to raise your hand i th- that that may be my first time ever raising my hand for it to be a volunteer you looked at me as if, hey, Dave, can you please volunteer along with me for this one? And I did. <laughs> I did my left hand slash arm. You did your right hand slash arm. Yeah. Um, I didn't want you to have all the glory. I don't know what a, what what actually happens when you volunteer. I don't know if it's a lot. It sounds like a lot of work, you know, making a mountain out of a molehill. So that's why I usually don't volunteer. But I figured, you know, it's coming the end of the tour. I want to I want to get that experience. Well, I'm glad you did. Um, I'll mention that Steve, <laughs> when he first came out, he had his his glasses on. Then he took them off, and then he put them back on. I think all throughout Dare to Be Stupid. So, <laughs> uh, I think Steve was in, intentionally trying to mess with uh, with our notes and our spreadsheets. Um, and Al was wearing were, were they were they regular glasses or sunglasses? They're regular glasses. Yeah. Um, okay. And so Al's shirt is one I'd seen before. And so 
I wrote down uh, the name Patchouli Sh- Sunshine, but then I decided that's not the name. And this shirt has always reminded me of that Casper Baby Pants album that Al appears on. Uh, so if you look up the artwork for Casper Baby Pants, Sing Along is the, the album title. I okay. think the shirt just reminds me of that cover art. So I've officially named the shirt uh, Casper Baby Pants. Oh, I like that. That's good. I yeah. Like that. <laughs> I think it's better than Patchouli Sunshine. Um, yes. I don't even know what that word patchouli means, or if I'm saying it correctly. I don't think you are. It's a weird <laughs> smelling thing. Uh, um, so Al said, hello, Philadelphia. And then he said, can I call you Philly? <laughs> and he said, it's great to be back in my hometown. Uh, yes. <laughs> and, and I want to mention, I, I, I think uh, this is important to mention that uh, that the day of the concert uh, was also day one of the World Series, and uh, the two teams that were in it were Philadelphia Phillies and the Houston Astros. And uh, of course, we're in Philadelphia. The Phillies have not been in the World Series in 13 years. So I think like any chance that anybody got, they were on their phone checking the score to the baseball game. Oh, yeah. In the audience. It was crazy. I kept getting people were, were – I kept noticing people were checking up the, the score between breaks. A lot, of, I figured a lot of Phillies hats and jerseys. And yes. I think yeah, the usher yeah. was even walking up and down the aisle being like, the score is 0-0 zero, zero in the fourth inning. You know, yes. Um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, I, I'm, I'm a little conflicted about that, Dave. I think if you're paying to see a concert, uh, keep, keep it all, you know, you, it's the score is not going to be different if you check it after the concert versus if you check it during the concert, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's true. I, I think people just wanted to keep up on. I know. Team. I, I understand a, that, but it's a big know. moment for for Philadelphia fans. But yes, but that big get, moment what you're would be the same even if they didn't check it during <laughs> the show. I don't know. Um, I'm just a weird Al purist, I guess. Um, Al uh, gave it up for emo. Uh, mentioned you know if the eight in the eighties you mentioned he'd be on a bus with emo for six months. <laughs> right. You know, sounds about right. <laughs> Um, hope everyone, um, hope you're, uh, hope you're all aware that about this tour, uh, his general disclaimer, right. You know, if you, if you didn't catch it through the names of the ads, there's always someone in, in, on, uh, uh, Twitter saying he didn't play eat it or anything they knew. Um, so get ready for a bunch of unpopular songs, including this (laughs) next one, CNR, CNR and, uh, and this is the one where uh, both uh, Ruben and Steve are off the stage. It's just Al, uh, Kimo, and Bermuda up on stage performing. Yep, um, and I do have that before Al even said hello, Philadelphia, Steve and Ruben got up and left. Yeah. Um, and what were you saying? I'm sorry. No, I, I was just going to go on about CNR. Uh, started doing this recently um, at the part where he says, giddy up. He's go, giddy up. Gene Rayburn, giddy up. <laughs> and uh, I do have something else on this song. Um, and uh, I know that during this song, uh, Weird Al does this very, very uh, 
interesting pelvic thrust up on stage during uh, the part where he makes sweet, sweet love to a manatee, or he talks about making sweet, sweet yes, love to a manatee. Yes. And I know, I know, Ethan, in the audience, you follow, you've uh, picked that up, and you do that in your seat as well. <laughs> of course. Well, I, I normally, uh, do you know how many thrusts there are? Uh, two. At that point? Usually two. Usually two. Okay, so Weird Al did two thrusts, and you did three thrusts in your seat. <laughs> I'm a faster thruster than Al, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to point that out for accuracy. <laughs> okay, thank you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I figure we got to report on what we see, right? <laughs> If I if I got to see you sitting in your seat doing pelvic thrusts, I'm going to report about it on the podcast. All right. So, are you upset that I I didn't match the number that that Al had, or you're just pointing it out as uh, as a yeah? I was actually a li- I was actually I was actually a little surprised that you did not uh, you did not match up with uh, with it with Al. Okay. It caught me it caught me by surprise. Okay. Well, you know, uh, maybe I I did that just to give you something to think about. <laughs> during CNR. (laughs) Well, after CNR, uh, Al mentioned how he felt a strange vibe and the audience was already kind of antsy and they usually save this and build up to it, but uh, they're going to get it over with. It's the drum solo! (laughs) And uh, Bermuda charged up and did one hit. He stood up (laughs) and took a big bow. And Al did not respond or anything. He just nope. <laughs> went right into the next song. They went into they went right into lame claim to fame, and uh, to me this song looked looked really uh, really great with all the the lights and the fog from where we were. I guess we, yeah. we didn't mention we were sitting on or if we did I don't remember mentioning it. We we're sitting on uh, Steve's side of the the auditorium of the theater. Yeah, like uh, seven or eight rows back. Um, yeah. And I, th- yeah, I thought there was extra fog during Lane Claim to Fame. Yeah, it felt like there was. I, I and I thought that. the extra fog really added to the lights looking awesome. Yes, yes. Um, and I had that um, Ruben was really enjoying himself during Lane Claim to Fame, and he was uh, visibly smiling, which is not <laughs> not all, not a a common occurrence from Ruben. He's usually pretty angry to be up there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And. Uh, <laughs> One of the uh, celebrities that Weird Al name drops in the song is uh, Zoe Deschanel. And uh, that reminded me because uh, we went to a place called Zoe's for uh, dinner after the uh, screening of Weird the Al Yankovic story the night before. So I'm pretty sure that was a shout out to us. Oh, wow. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so... Um... Al said the next song was written in 2002, a palindromic year. Uh, everyone was really into palindromes at that point. And mm-hmm. um, as he's talking about that, I was thinking about how um, Bob was supposed to be sitting with us, our friend Bob Groder, and he wasn't. I was thinking the same thing. We had new Bob instead. Uh, <laughs> Mike Minnick, new Bob. Mike Minnick. So, uh, so yeah, so I I'm pretty sure that uh, Weird Al performed that song uh, as a as a shout out to Bob who could not make the concert, and as a secondary shout out to new Bob who is Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, after Bob, Al went into talking about the newest member of the band. Um, yep. They you know of course were Ben who joined in 
uh, what, 92? Or is it 91? 91. 91. 91. Yeah. And um, he said, we're still breaking him in. <laughs> yep. Uh, and he said, do you recognize him? He was the cover boy uh, of 1982's uh, keyboard magazine, Sexiest Keyboard Player. Sexiest Keyboard Player of 1982, yes. And then... Uh, Al said, do the pose! Do the pose! Do the pose! And then Ruben was sort of like, uh, not doing the pose, like, refusing. Yeah, he was reluctant to do it initially. And then Al said, (laughs) uh, he said, um, I'm sure they don't, I'm sure they don't care either way. I'm just giving you (laughs) the opportunity for the attention that you crave. (laughs) That was a good line. <laughs> and then that got Ruben to do the pose. And yes. um, the cameras and the lights were flashing. And Al goes, yes. that's the money. <laughs> and then he goes, now you may play piano. <laughs> yes. I love that bit with uh, Ruben doing his sexy cover boy pose. That, that's so great. And I love Al calling him out. Like, come on. We're giving you the attention you deserve. You yes. ask for. <laughs> yes. And of course, so the next, yeah, yeah, the next song. Uh, Why does this always happen to me? When you get Ruben on piano, that's the song you. That's one of the songs you definitely want to hear. Uh, oh yeah, he's so great on that. that song. Yeah, um, it's fun to hear live, and um, yeah, he kills it up there. Um, so he said, uh, you know, over the past six months, you know, we've been doing these songs, and we want to uh, sometimes mix things up with a different right. arrangement, and. Um, okay. Jim Kimo West had an, an, an idea. Uh, he wanted to play the power G chord, uh, the power G chord on the guitar for 45 minutes. Over and over. And, and over and over. Kimo again. was just smiling through this. <laughs> he started playing it over and over. And, um, and, the, and the audience was clapping along to it. They were getting into it for sure. <laughs> we should have, it would have been fun to like actually time how many. Yeah. How long he does for each show and compare them, but um, of course this leads into my own eyes. My own eyes, yes. And uh, and well, let's see if you're again. Gonna, I thought yeah. I, th- I thought they stepped up the fog game yeah. in this one too. <laughs> I a wrote a fog. I wrote foggy exclamation point, and then in parentheses <laughs> I wrote time to drink. So I think we had a drinking game in <laughs> uh, a previous That's episode. Right. <laughs> so I'll right. take a, a sip of Coke Zero. Okay, I'll do the same. Um, so Al picked up the accordion and uh, started talking about the uh, the phone call from the president of the you know recording industry and how the hooligans have ruined everything and um, yeah he he got a phone call yeah so he got a phone call at two thirty uh, in the morning and uh, you're right that you know and and the guy was crying and he thought he might have been drinking and all that stuff uh, he's pretty much he's told this story before. Uh, but uh, it did remind me, and I think uh, we're probably far enough out that we're, we're by the time this episode gets posted, uh, that uh, that the, the president of the record biz uh, in the movie Weird the Al Yankovic story is uh, is played by Weird Al, essentially. That's uh, <laughs> t- Tony Scotty. And uh, there is one scene in the movie where he is, uh, looks like it's late at night. I, I guess it's not 2.30 in the morning because... Uh, they're out at dinner when he when he gets when he makes the phone call. But it does remind. But anytime he says that, it does remind me of that scene in the movie. <laughs> um, Getting that late night phone call from the president of the record biz. He said, "I don't like to be pressured 
but it, he was just too pathetic. So I said, fine, I'll take care of it. And of course, that led to Al writing and recording and solving all of the um, the woes of the record industry with the song, Don't Download This Song. Yes, Don't Download This Song. And uh, still fresh in my mind of when we went to Comic-Con and met uh, Bill Plimpton. And uh, he did that amazing video oh, for yeah. Don't Download This Song. So I just wanted to shout out to the, the Bill Clint, to Bill Plimpton. Uh, he he uh, popped in my mind during uh, during Don't Download This Song. And, and I miss seeing his video playing. Uh, up on yeah, that is fun. Right and, uh, you know, I, I thought it wasn't the best ever showing in the audience, but it was a pretty darn good one. Uh, lots of people with cell phones. I counted at least two l- actual lighters. Yes, um, <laughs> there was uh, two two people in the in the balcony that I noticed had lighters. Yes, uh, so that was really cool, and uh, that that song's just so fun. Getting you know, there's not a whole lot of crowd participation songs that more than just I do <laughs> in the audience. So it's nice when other people are doing stuff too. Yep. Said so the the movie premiere is uh, on Roku is one week from today, and uh, he uh, said that there was a screening last night in Philly. And uh, um, asked for who was there, and a lot of people cheered and raised their hands. Yeah, uh, especially you know the closer sections, the VIP type sections. And then um, he said, "If you were not there, uh, it'll be on Roku in one week." <laughs> yep. <laughs> and and uh, uh, of course, uh, I'd like to play the song from the movie, and the lights go out. Yeah. Um, but I can't sign an NDA, so. To make up for it, we'll play the song from the last film, which is UHF. Yes, UHF. Uh, yeah, nice, uh, nice yellow lights on on this song that were actually going out over the audience. He's trying to in- incorporate the audience a little bit in the lighting on this song. Yeah, my note was, was that uh, the UHF nice. lights were extra psychedelic tonight. Yeah, um, yeah. they were really up there, and uh, there was more fog than uh, than normal, which was. Um, <laughs> Making me wonder. It, it made me wonder. Maybe since they're approaching the end of the tour and they don't have to like conserve fog juice, maybe they're just trying to like burn it up. Maybe <laughs> they're like, off the rest of- yeah, like we don't want to ship home all this extra fog juice. Let's just you know, let's squirt it all out on these last couple shows. I hadn't thought about that. That that. I hadn't thought about that. That's a good theory and, and quite possibly true. And I want to give a, a little spoiler that adds to this. Um, at the Carnegie Hall show, there was zero fog. So maybe they really <laughs> were like, well, we can't do it tomorrow night. It's the end of the tour. We're going all out. There was a lot of fog at the show. <laughs> yes. Now, this was interesting. He said at this point, this might be the very last time we ever play this song. So please enjoy this uh, cultural appropriation. No, he, he said, please enjoy this highly questionable bit of cultural appropriation. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yes, buy me a condo for perhaps the very last time. Yeah, I was surprised. I, it, I guess uh, I was surprised to hear that. Uh, I, I was was and wasn't surprised to hear that. Uh, I was surprised to hear that because I knew that they had the the show at Carnegie Hall that we were going to the next day, but I also then thought about the uh, four makeup dates that they are going to make in February, and I was wondering, uh, is that a sort of a spoiler for those four shows and the Carnegie show that Buy Me a Condo is not going to be in the right. set list anymore? It's, this is yeah, really the last time. 
So it could be Al just saying, hey, I'm retiring this song because, you know, people are getting uncomfortable about the cultural appropriation. Or or it's just Al saying, well, I looked at the next five set lists and it's not right. on there. So, um, right. I mean, there are rumors that there's going to be more, you know, maybe international dates on this tour. And right. I wonder if um, maybe Al's looking ahead and thinking that this song is just not one he wants to continue doing. To bring so. forward, yeah. Uh, right, and if if uh, he goes back to doing, you know, in the future tours with with uh, parodies and, and bigger hits, you may, we may never hear "Buy Me a Condo" again, which uh, which sort of you know hit me, you know, as as a moment. You yeah, know, you know, for sure. For for a second, when he said that, I I, I made the conscious decision: I'm not going to be upset about this. Uh, I'm just going to enjoy it for what it is, and I'm going to enjoy the song as much as I can. And I did. Oh yeah, it was great. I did this. I did, I did pretty much the same. I said I really want to sit back and enjoy this because this may be the last time I, I get to hear "Buy Me a Condo" performed live. So I, I wanted to to take that in as well. Uh, it was a one interesting note that I thought was uh, surprising is that uh, "Buy Me a Condo" had the lighting, those big uh, circle lights. I don't remember what you call them on a previous episode from it's, Craigslist. It's the CKC lights, Dave. You got to get it right. It's the Craigslist <laughs> Kaleidoscope Circle Lights. <laughs> yes, those circle lights. We're, we're actually – they came out for uh, for Buy Me a Condo. And generally, we've noted, noted that uh, that if they use a certain set of lighting on, on a particular song, that means that they only they – only, if they use a, a particular set of lighting, they usually only use it on one song uh, throughout the evening. So I was uh, thinking in my mind we probably would not get to see Craigslist this, this – uh, this show because uh they the lights came out during buy me a condo well i guess we'll see i guess, I we'll, guess see. we'll see um and uh then yeah i thought i thought i thought overall the performance of buy me a condo what was pretty good and i felt that you know if that was indeed the last performance ever of buy me a condo i'm glad i was there to see it yeah me too i agree well then after that al said that he's having a, tif- a technical difficulty um, he said his in-ear um, was not working, and yeah. so he called for an extended bass solo. And Steve got really excited <laughs> when, yes. when Al said that. Um, and then, and go ahead. Yeah, Steve started doing his bass solo, and you could tell he was gearing up for a, a lengthy one. <laughs> and uh, like moments later, Al basically said, "All right, it's working now." <laughs> I have written down. C-H-C-H-C-H was Al going check, check, check or something? Uh, I didn't catch that, but perhaps he was. Well, he he said, we're good, and then he said, Steve J, what yep. a guy. <laughs> so Steve's uh, extended bass solo got cut short quite quickly. <laughs> well, then, then Al turned to Jim. He said, Jim, are you good? And Jim was not good. So uh, Al then realized he was going to do a little bit of an intro anyway, so that would give Jim enough time. He said, well... Um, you know, I get the interview questions about, he went into the whole thing about, you know, real music and, right. you know, are you ever going to write real music and how could, you know, funny music be real? Uh, he went into the whole spiel, but he did not mention, uh, Kanye West or make fun of Kanye. So no, he did not. I was disappointed because I like, I like, uh, <laughs> people making fun of anti-Semites and, uh, <laughs> racists or whatever else Kanye West is this week. Uh, and, uh, then went into good old days. Yes. Good old days. Uh, good old days. Yeah. yeah. The only note I have is that for this song is that uh, 
I noticed that there was a family that got up and left during this song. <laughs> was that the one right across the aisle from us? Yes. Yeah, it was like a, a mother. Yeah, I remember them coming in late during emo set, and they were part of the people who where other people had to move for them to sit down. It was a mother, a father, and like three or four little boys. Yeah, there's a bunch of little. And they all had VIP passes. And so I was really surprised to see that, you know, when you think about how much a VIP ticket is, like 350 bucks times like five. Right. And they got up and left like halfway through the concert. (laughs) That was surprising. Very surprising. Yeah. (laughs) Very surprising. And then uh, Al, Al said the next song is a, a cover of The Doors. And, yeah, a cover song by The Doors, which caught me totally by surprise yeah. because I had just seen the Craigslist lights two songs ago. You mean the Craigslist <laughs> Kaleidoscope Circle lights, Dave, the CKC yes. lights. And uh, <laughs> they were – so I was very surprised to see that. Uh, he said – yeah, he said this is a cover song by The Doors. There was pretty much no cheers. And uh, he said, yeah, it's a usual reaction. Well, and so, um, you know, he, he went into the same spiel. It's a third generation cassette that Bermuda gave him from when they performed yep. the Whiskey A Go-Go in 1967. Well, while Al's doing this whole spiel, you know, of course, um, Jim and Ruben are over at the keyboards and... Oh, Steve, Steve and Ruben. Oh, I don't know what I said, but yeah, Steve... You said Jim. Steve and yeah. Ruben are over there and they start kind of uh, quarreling. I don't know the, what to say. I don't know if you saw this, Dave, but they sort of were like pretend arguing at each other. <laughs> and then they like hugged and made up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I kind of caught some some fun interactions between the two of them during yeah. this entire oh, yeah. the entire Craigslist. They were they were they were uh, having a good time for sure. I mean, they're definitely bond. I'm sure they bonded over the uh, well, the last forty years they've been together. Or in Ruben's case, less, but you know, uh, thirty years. Sorry, you know, yeah, well, they've been together, but. Uh, but certainly over the six-month tour and uh, them playing Craigslist together, uh, yeah, very cool. Sure. You could tell you could tell they were they were having a really good time both Ruben and Steve <laughs> up there. Um, and, uh, so Craigslist started, and there was this incredible like layer of fog, and they've been they started with these really cool. It was just like a rainbow at the back of the theater or back of the stage, and it was incredible looking. I don't know if you caught yeah. that. I think maybe I saw someone got a picture of it. Maybe uh, UH Jeff or, or someone, and it's just it's so cool. Like I would have been fine if they just did that the whole song and didn't have their other crazy stuff. Like it just it looked so incredible. Um, yeah, just the right amount of fog and just the colors lined up perfectly. Um, yeah, and 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 it's interesting that you you're talking about the lighting being really good because uh, Jackie turned to me and she said to me. The lighting is really good. Yeah. So she caught, yeah, I mean, I, I caught it too, but she, she was very impressed with the, with the lighting on this song as well. Yeah. Um, now, <laughs> now, I don't know if you caught this or not, but uh, at, at one point, uh, uh, Steve was on his knees and leaning <laughs> over his stool yeah. and playing, playing keyboard. It was, it was crazy. Like Steve was just totally being like, Totally having fun. Totally being song. silly. Totally being, yeah. It is silly doing this song. And uh, yeah, Ruben was Ruben was laughing at like what Steve was doing. And uh, it was it was really fun, fun to watch uh, Craigslist. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's always like it's such it's the, the song I always look forward to. And it, you can tell that they the, the guys on stage look forward to it, too. And they just they are having fun the whole time. Um, 
when it came to the coffee shop and the phone call, um, <laughs> I tried to write it down, Dave. I think it says Elixir on Syrup Street. I don't think that's right. <laughs> Do you happen to have uh... what they said? What Al said? What, you said Elixir on... It looks like I wrote Syrup Street, and I don't think that's... Syrup Street? <laughs> Probably not Syrup Street. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, so, yeah, I I, I, I didn't really catch it, but uh, but you saying Elixir, uh, th- there is a... Uh, Frank is telling me that there is a... Oh, jeez, where did we go? Elixir Coffee Roasters on a street called South Sydenham, S-Y-D-E-N-H-A-M Street. Well, S-Y um, in syrup, I think that's which probably would what have I been, was trying to do. Which would have been, which was, was very close to where the uh, theater was. So I'm guessing, I'm guessing he went with the Elixir Coffee Roasters on, I have no idea how to say this street name, South Sydenham Street. Side, Sydenham. S-Y-D-E-N-H-A, side of ham, like a side of ham. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, we'll go with that. <laughs> and um, I, I have some notes here. I, I I must have written these during the rest of the song. I don't know. Let's see what you got, and I'll see if, if I got it. <laughs> All right. I will point out that that it was very dark at our seat. It was. So, uh, I was uh, constantly writing over my own notes, but I will do my best. All right, yeah, so Elixir's Coffee on South Sidaham Street. Uh, oh, boy. Okay, I, so, I had, like, uh, Shroud of Turin, which I think he said before. Yes, yes. The, the, he wants to wear the Shroud of Turin. Um, I see, this is where I wrote over my say. But melted... Velveeta. Velveeta cheese. Vel, melted Velveeta cheese while a stray dog licks you clean. I have silently licks you clean. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Um, the, the dance of eternal something, and I didn't catch that last word. So I, I then have chocolate fish sticks. <laughs> mm, don't have that. Uh, and I was wondering, Dave, do you like fish sticks? I do like fish sticks. Well, then you're a gay fish. Okay. I don't know what that means. <laughs> that's, I figured you wouldn't, and there will be people listening who <laughs> think that's very funny and will understand the reference. Uh <laughs> Okay. As long as somebody's entertained, then I guess Uh, And then at this point, um, I've written down that you poked me with your pen. (laughs) It was dark. Uh, That's all I have. So make sure you were paying attention. That's all I have. Uh, So hopefully. Yeah, so. uh... Yeah, so I have the, the Dance of Eternal something, and I didn't catch that last word. But then uh, he goes into Baby Shark, and then do, he do, says, do. When, I cl- <laughs> when I close my eyes, when I close my eyes in the desert. Something in the, about closing his eyes in the desert. Uh, he was in a bright green convertible with expired tags, <laughs> and the old Indian was playing cards. And oh, oh, I'm sorry, was playing Candy Crush on his iPhone. <laughs> And they said, Shalom, brave warrior. <laughs> mecca lecca hi, mecca hi ni ho. I think the said, freedom, oh, here's where, maybe the freedom. Here's where the, yeah. Yeah, here's where the freedom comes in. This is the fish stick reference. Freedom tastes like chocolate fish sticks. Ugh! <laughs> Stop the car. Uh, and then the secret he told his mother was that he left the empty carton of milk in the fridge. And I will say that, uh, that um, I don't know if Frank wants to get his, uh, his, his uh, music 
uh, lined up for this one because it's not an official Dave's pick of the night, but it is a, uh, a Dave's lighting pick of the night. I thought the lighting on this song was very extra psychedelic. And Oh, uh, I, for Craigslist. I, I, I'm calling this, I, I don't have an official lighting song of the night, but as far as lighting goes, this one for sure. This is oh, Dave's yeah. lighting song of the night. That's definitely, uh, I, I think Craigslist is a song where everyone in the band and the, um, you know, the crew get to have just the most fun. You know, you know, yeah. Peaches is back there just having fun with the lighting and playing around with it. Um, Afterwards, Al said he needed a minute. His credible performance. And uh, he said, well, one of the drum solo reprise. <laughs> <laughs> I love that in the middle of the sentence, he just like goes in and tries to trick Bermuda. <laughs> And uh, Bermuda then got him back by playing my drum solo. <laughs> and Al said, no. That was great. No. Uh, yes, yeah, so my drum solo, and that was followed by Doggy Dog. It was. And um, I'll let you say what you will about Dog Eat Dog, and then I have uh, something I want to say about it. Okay, I, I, I just want to I, I just have one note on it and uh, and I don't know what was curious about your thoughts uh, in the song uh, I know during when he does play the song Albuquerque he he mentions all those donuts and we generally count them but during Doggy Dog he also mentions jelly donuts mm. so I'm wondering if uh, we need to add one to our list count for the jelly donuts that he mentions in Doggy's Dog for. Oh. You know when he plays both Doggy Dog and Albuquerque together wow. at the same. Concert. Well, they do mention Jelly Donuts in Albuquerque, so that could be a conflict. Well, we'll have to come back to that one, Dave. Okay, that's a good point. Um, are you ready for what I have to say, Dave? I am. I am ready. It's Ethan suggestions. All right, which may be the final Ethan suggestion of the 2022 leg of the tour. Um, Okay, exciting. exciting. There is a part in Dog Eat Dog where he says, I've got a coffee mug with my name right on it, right? What if, Al, to better tie into the tour, what if he changed that line to, I've got a coffee mug with my face right on it, and then he could (laughs) lift up one of the VIP mugs uh, sold at the tour, or uh, for VIPs only. Oh, I can't co-sign that because uh, that would be a prop, and this tour was advertised with no props. <laughs> no, it's not a prop. It's a merchandise item. That's uh, a prop. Uh, so I can't. I can't co-sign him lifting up his uh, his uh, his face <laughs> on the mug. But I. But I do like. I like. I have a coffee mug with my face right on it. I do like that okay. change. So, you, so, so I'll half co-sign this one. A half co-signed uh, Ethan's co-signed. suggestion. <laughs> okay. Um, so after Dog Eat Dog, Al said, one of the big reasons I'm doing this tour, and then he sort of paused, and did you hear what the heckler yelled? I did not hear the heckler yell. So Al goes, one of the big reasons I'm doing this tour, and some guy in the front yells, money! <laughs> 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 and a lot of people laughed. <laughs> um, and uh, of course, you know, he Al starts talking about uh, this song, which he thinks is the yeah. best thing he ever wrote. Critics and fans didn't really get it, which left him devastated, but he thinks it's what he's going to be remembered for for several decades. Um, Of course, it was, let me be your hog. Yes. Love the introduction to let me be your hog. 
multiple times longer than the actual song itself. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, the build up is in- incredible. And if people who don't know that that song is coming next uh, get a huge kick out of it for sure. And people who do know it's coming still get a big kick out of it. I always get a big kick out of it. <laughs> I do too. Let me be your hog. And of course, and, Let uh, Me Be Your Hog ends with, okay, our next song. <laughs> right. And then Al takes a sip of water as people cheer. Uh, okay, our next song is called Melanie. Yeah, so he went straight into Melanie, did not do, call for a uh, harpsichord. harpsichord solo, which he generally has been doing uh, prior to Melanie. So there was no harpsichord solo. It went right into Melanie. And uh, Ruben didn't even really do a harpsichord solo. Sometimes, I think in the past when he hasn't called for a harpsichord solo, we still had Ruben doing a harpsichord solo unannounced. Yep. But he just went straight into yep, Melanie. Yeah, right into Melanie. Time. And I noticed when Al said Mohawk to your cat, Al pointed to his hair. Um, <laughs> and I did, of course, hear the glorious, glorious, sweet, sweet meow noise. <laughs> yes, it was a loud meow. It was uh, last couple of times. I think it was a uh, sort of soft and we were wondering uh, what was going on there. Well, they turned the volume up on the cat and uh, just give an update on Skylar. She left uh, about 45 minutes ago. Oh, thank you. Uh, thanks for letting us know uh, so soon uh, <laughs> there were so, uh, fingernail lights and they yeah. uh, to me they appeared like halfway through the song <laughs> yes the fingernail lights uh, did make an appearance I did notice that I have something here I don't know what this says so I'm going to skip over it. I, th- I thought um, you know when I saw the fingernail lights it made me think that this is a subtext of the song maybe it's not in the lyrics but uh, maybe he collects her fingernails um, because he's so obsessed with her, and that—that's what uh, they're trying to convey with the fingernail. That's—it's possible. That sounds like maybe something more that would fit into "Do yeah. I Creep You Out?" Well, than Melanie, but but maybe. There's, I think there's some crossover between the two songs. <laughs> oh, there def- there definitely is crossover between those two <laughs> stalkery songs. Uh, <laughs> two of multiple stalkery type songs that Al has sung about. Um, and there were a um, a couple, uh, you know, cheers when uh, when Al sort of ends the song a little early. And so, so I did want to point out, uh, of course, uh, this song has the lyrics uh, "tattooed my name across your forehead," and I was just wondering, you know, maybe besides uh, tattooing across your forehead, you could also. Uh, put a tattoo on like your arm or maybe you could put a tattoo as a tramp stamp or you could put a tattoo on your leg. Yeah. Or some other places you might want to put tattoos. That's a great idea. Thinking about getting yeah. someone's name uh. <laughs> tattooed on you for reasons. Then Steve got up and I think, uh, yeah, well, so, yeah, Al said it's almost 10 o'clock. Uh, and then Steve got up and uh, he said, oh, there's an eBay auction closing at, at 10 and uh it's for a beanie baby or something babies yes for a beanie <laughs> baby or something and then uh he turns around and he noticed bermuda's not at his drum set he said where did john go and then he said uh, i guess uh we're a power trio now might as well yep. do a uh a power, power ballad. ballad and he then did and uh you don't love me anymore yes and uh, <laughs> again, a, a call back to uh, We're the Al Yankovic story. There is a line in uh, You Don't Love Me where he says, uh, slam my face down on a barbecue grill. <laughs> well, uh, I love, we do Dave, I just want to point out, I love that you and I are sitting next to each other. We're independent thinkers. We're doing our own thing. 
Um, we're not discussing what we're writing. We're not seeing each other's notes. And yet I look at my notes and I have the exact same thing written down. Slam my face on a barbecue grill. And then I put a note that said, it reminds me of Thomas from Weird, the yes. Yankovic story. Right. So, so, so the actor playing the uh, the gentleman who got his uh, his face slammed into the uh, the uh, bar. The, the well, panini press. Waffle iron. Yeah, the yeah, waffle iron. The panini, panini press yeah. or whatever it was in, in the, the fight scene in Weird, the Yankovic story. Uh, in the diner. Yeah. The diner, yeah, is a is a gentleman named Thomas, who we had some interactions with. Uh, so, <laughs> yes, yeah, and I also, I guess you and I both had the same thought that this will not be heard by anyone until after Weird is already out. Yes, so we can we can finally mention this after uh, going through an entire tour of not pointing it out every time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So then Al picks yeah. up his accordion and. Uh, Says, welcome back to uh, Steve. Steve Steve goes, hi, Al. And Al said, well, how'd that go? He said, not so well. (laughs) Aw, poor Steve. Aw, we should get him some Beanie Babies, Dave. (laughs) Yes. I was curious, uh, and I'll leave this up to our listeners to to do this investigation, to see if there actually was a Beanie Baby that was ending at 10 o'clock that evening uh, (laughs) on eBay. Yeah, October 28th, 2022. October 28th at at 10 p.m. Brito Brito time. We were in the Brito Brito time zone. And uh, see if if there was a Beanie Baby ending, and then we'll know which which Beanie Baby uh, Steve was trying to purchase. (laughs) And we will crowdfund and buy it for him. <laughs> of course, Al talked about um, everyone knows him for two things nonstop sexual energy and gritty, raw, authentic American blues music. Um, yep. <laughs> which led us right into generic blues. Generic blues. And, and I got to point it out uh, ever since our special guest, Blair Freeman, pointed it out that this song had blue lights and uh, we're 100% taking responsibility for that on the podcast you're welcome to everyone listening for dave and i even though we one of us even though we likely perhaps <laughs> suggesting that even though we have no memory of mentioning that we have to, we have to go with even though we have no head. memory of mentioning it and it's quite an obvious connection to make even without <laughs> our suggestion we're still going to take credit yes. for it oh of course <laughs> um after Generic Blues, Al said the next song is a Zydeco song. He says a lot of people confuse it with polka um, yep. because they're both accordion-based music <laughs> and polka has Eastern European origins. Um, and then Zydeco is New Orleans-based Cajun rhythm um, and 95% of them are about Pearl Jam lead <laughs> singer Eddie Vedder. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> My baby's in love with Eddie Vedder. I was really happy to get to hear um, hear this one because these last couple of shows, like the you know going through the last five of the tour, there wasn't yeah. a whole lot of different songs. There was a lot of the no, same they, songs, right? So this one was nice to to get to hear um, in the mix. Yep, absolutely, I, I agree. Uh, and I will point out that. Uh, I did notice during this song that up in the second row there was this uh, this woman who was uh, really into the song as she was dancing in her seat. Oh, the, uh, the entire song. That's awesome. It was fun to watch. Yeah, possibly her pick of the night. Oh. Possibly. Well, I, I did not choose her pick of the night, but <laughs> had I, perhaps it would have been that. Um, 
Allison's very close to the end of the show. Oh, you know how the passage of time works. He sort of told <laughs> right. a story about America, more specifically about a twine ball. Francis A. Johnson, 1950 AD to 1979. He made the twine ball. He rolled it to Darwin, Minnesota. Um, and now it sits in a <laughs> climate controlled enclosure where literally dozens of people enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Is it? It's not actually climate controlled, is it? <laughs> I think uh, it's. I don't think so. <laughs> it's. Damn, it's a nice enclosure. It we is. Inside of it, it is. Of course, I just don't yeah, think there's is. any uh, climate control. I mean, I did. I didn't notice. I didn't notice the climate <laughs> controlled. I mean, maybe just the fact that it's sealed off from the elements is yes. part of the climate control. Um, but of course, I don't, know, I don't know why I don't know why you would need a climate controlled uh, for for string for twine. <laughs> but I I'm not a twine expert, right? <laughs> maybe maybe I'm missing an obvious reason. Uh, but of course, uh, it's not the biggest ball of twine in the world, but it is the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota, which is yes, our uh, our great. I'm so glad we got to hear that. Um, yes, I love hearing biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. Yeah, I, as I was thinking, uh, I was thinking the same. I'm glad I got to hear the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. Uh, I don't know. Not spoilery. This is just uh, this is just uh, me thinking ahead. I was at the time I was thinking ahead. I'll bet he probably is going to play Albuquerque in Carnegie Hall. So, uh, so I to hear the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota for possibly the last time on the tour was was was. Was, uh, yep, I had this, this leg of the tour was uh, was uh, something I, I noted as well. So I kind of sat back and was really listening and paying attention. You know, thinking this might be the last time I hear the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota for a while. Yep, I agree. I agree. Yeah, um, had the same thought, and uh, it was pretty sick and majestic. It was a great uh, rendition of biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. You know, it, it. I can't hear the song without thinking of that awesome uh, day we had in Darwin over the summer. Um, oh yeah, yeah. The, the awesome party that uh, Aaron put together for your birthday, and yeah. uh, just how much fun we had hanging out with our friends and uh, the mayor yeah, was and a, all that. It was so cool. Yeah, that is a very special experience. Yeah, yeah I definitely. We'll, we'll not forget that for a long time, forever. Yeah. So uh, we got our little um, our little break in between the encore and the end of the uh, the main portion of the show. Yeah, I. I I'm hard. I'm having trouble reading my notes. I think I say Steve and Ruben were chatting, maybe. Chatty. Chatty, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't take notes during this, so I don't. Gen- I can't help yeah, you out. it wasn't. It wasn't uh, anything too out of the ordinary. I think after a right. hundred and what was it at this point? One hundred and twenty-eight <laughs> shows. They uh, kind of had done all that they could, and uh, I saw Jim tuning his guitar. Bermuda was wiping down um, the yep. kind of uh, the shield and the symbols, and Al did his normal, you know, check, check his phone, wipe off his armpit kind mm-hmm. of thing. And uh, so Al decided to come back and do an encore. I called for an audience request. He said, I got it, I got it, I got it. Oh, it's unanimous. He said almost unanimous. Yeah. Uh, he said, yeah. well, it's Friday night, but we'll fight for you anyway. Uh, and then played um, Saturday nights for fighting. By Elton John. Yeah, he says he's a little surprised uh, that you requested this because it's just Friday night, but you know, uh, we'll do it anyway. It was uh, Friday nights, all right for fighting by Elton John, and uh, this is the third time Saturday that night he's performed. Saturday, well, I don't know what I said. Yeah. Saturday nights, all right for fighting. Uh, 
And he did say Saturday nights are right for Friday. Not Friday nights are right for fighting, which kind of would have been funny. But uh, <laughs> Friday, uh, yeah, El- Friday, it would have been funny to hear him. <laughs> yes, <it. laughs> that's that a great moment in, in the concert where everyone's singing along, screaming out Saturday. Saturday. Uh, yeah, this was uh, the third time the he third played time. that. Yep. yep. And the second time that I saw it. And at the, least. The previous one was in the uh, at Medford at the Chevalier Theatre. I wonder how many times I heard it. I wish and, Frank uh, had that info for me. The other, the other time, if Frank is getting that information for you, was way back on September twenty fourth at the Robert and Margaret Mondavi Center for Performing Arts in Davis, California, which I do not believe you were. I was not. You are correct. Um, this is probably something we can we'll talk about maybe in a wrap up episode, but um, following the uh, the the last show at Carnegie, I did copy Brad's spreadsheet and delete all the shows I wasn't at. So I have stats for how many times I've heard each song. So it'll be fun to kind of, maybe you can do that and we can do that in a future episode. Just see. I like that idea. Yeah. What we saw. Um, Fun. He said, uh, this may be the penultimate song of the night, but you made it ultimate. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, I loved that. He said, if you don't mind, we've got one last thing for you. And of course, Al went right into the unplugged medley. Yes, the unplugged medley. Amish Paradise, Smells Like Nirvana, White and Nerdy, Word Crimes, Yoda, and the Yoda Chant. And um, I have uh, one note during the Yoda Chant. Yeah. I have probably have the same note that I do. Yeah, I think you pointed it out to me. So why don't you go ahead? (laughs) (laughs) So so our good friend, or our new friend, David, a.k.a. New Dan from Jeopardy!, got up and he was actually standing up and performing the entire Yoda chant. But so with his back a... to Al, like he was facing the audience. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he was singing it. He was doing all the dances. Uh, quite entertaining to watch. Um, and... and pretty impressive that, I mean, I, I didn't watch him the entire time because I was also watching Al in the band. But but uh, from what I, the little bit I did see, it looked like he knew what he was doing. It looked like he practiced <laughs> quite a bit. Well, after the chant, of course, they go back and they do a little bit more of Yoda before they end the concert. And yep. by by the time they got to that second part of Yoda, the entire audience was already standing and cheering. Oh, yeah. It was an early yeah, standing the, ovation. Yeah. After the Yoda chant, everyone got up and, and, and gave Al a standing ovation. And they remained standing for the for the rest of the concert. So yeah. that was that was cool. I hadn't really seen – I don't think I've seen that on this tour before – on this uh, tour yeah, I'm forgetting something, but but uh, it, yeah, it doesn't it happen all the time. Uh, definitely not yeah. something that's definitely something that is out of the ordinary that happened at that point. Yeah, I have it's really cool. I have ten thirty six is the official end time where Al does that final jump. And, yeah, I put ten thirty seven, but we're pretty okay. close. And I did I did have uh, that Steve J was uh, took a big bow up on stage. Did you? End. I don't know if you saw this. So um, they uh, as they've done for the last couple of shows, um, they take in. Uh, a picture with their back to the audience. And um, <laughs> when Steve turned back around, uh, I saw him before he got in that picture, grab something off a table. And when he turned back around, he had those uh, like uh, plastic vampire teeth in. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he's wearing it in the, uh, the group photo, his uh, little plastic nice. <laughs> vampire teeth. Hilarious. And I didn't uh, catch that. that's awesome. I love it. I think I, I don't know if I texted him or if it was like, I think I commented on the photo 
and I said, I saw you with your vampire teeth, Steve. And I think he wrote like teehee or something. <laughs> it was so I love, funny. I love that Steve, I mean, everybody in the band, but I lo- love that Steve is enjoying the heck out of this. Oh my goodness. And, and being up on stage and just like soaking it all in. You could just see from the smile on his face at the end of every concert, just how, how much he really enjoys being up there and, yeah. and getting this experience. Oh, I love it. I love that the guys are just appreciating it and enjoying it as much as we are out in the audience, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's to us, I mean, it's our choice to be there. It's our choice. You know, we're paying money to get to experience it. But, you know, those guys, it's, it's a job. Like, <laughs> you know, how often are you sitting at your job in a meeting, like, just smiling, <laughs> right. you know? <laughs> This is their job, and they're they're just absolutely loving it. They're killing it. Oh yeah, yeah. so much fun. Yeah. Uh, well, the next episode. Um, well, well, I, I have a couple. Uh, well, we have quite a bit to, to go through still. We do, but uh, I, I just want to point out that the next episode will be Carnegie Hall. So that's that's pretty exciting. Um, but oh yeah. Um, before we get to post concert stuff, do we want to go over your pick of the night and my guess for your pick of the night, or do we want to save? Yeah, that? we can. It's for the end of the episode. We can do that now. Uh, uh, we can do that now. That's fine. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. If intern Frank's ready for it. Intern Frank is so, ready, so this, he says. All right. So so I guess I'll, uh, I'll queue up intern Frank in a moment. But, uh, I mean, this one, I, this one I, well, I, let, let, let's, hear, let's hear the music, intern Frank, then I'll tell you what why I chose this song. It's Dave's pick of the night. So Dave's pick of the night was buy me a condo, and the reason being that potentially this might be the last the last time that I get to hear that song perform live. And it really, when I think back on this concert, that is the song I'm going to remember the most about uh, about the Philadelphia concert. Now so. let me let me just devil's advocate ask you: If Al didn't say, "Hey, this is the last time we're ever playing this," would that have been your pick? Um. I- or is that what tough, but probably not. I, I, I'm sure. I'm sure it has. It, it, well, no, I should say probably not uh, because it definitely has a lot to do with the fact that uh, this was singled out as being possibly the last time the the band ever performs this song. So if Al's listening to this right now and he wants to influence future Dave Pick of the Nights, <laughs> all he has to do <laughs> is mention. Oh, and. I don't know why I just remember this now, but we didn't mention merchandise. They were selling the uh, the Philadelphia Strings Attached Tour uh, Rocky posters. Oh, right, right, uh, right. I don't right. know why I just thought of that. Um, okay, <laughs> so um, let's hear my guess for Dave's Pick of the Night. It's Ethan's prediction of Dave's Pick of the Night. So I... I wrote this uh, down. Um, I, I picked what your pick of the night was back at the concert, um, so I did okay. not have the uh, the additional time uh, to think about it. Um, so I did not get it correct. Um, I was not thinking about that. What I was thinking about, uh, I chose Unplugged Medley as your favorite pick of the night, as your pick of the night, because I remember you just always saying on every episode that one of these days I'm going to pick Unplugged Medley as my pick of the night. So I was like, well, we're running out of time. <laughs> I think it's a good... <laughs> I think it's a you safe your, bet. You hedge your bet. Yeah. You your bet. Yes. Okay. And uh, if Dave, if, Dave, if he hadn't said that... Um, you know, it was going to be the last performance of Buy Me a Condo. 
I think that, you know, I was thinking Dave's not going to pick the unplugged medley at Carnegie Hall. So he's running out of time. He's going to choose it at this one. <laughs> so that was my thought. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we'll have actually, to see. You know, I, you know, I did, I, I, I did actually, uh, thinking back, uh, and I don't remember what every song of the, the night I picked for every concert is. I'm sure somebody has it in a spreadsheet somewhere and can, can fill us in. But uh, I know I did pick the Unplugged Medley at at least one concert. And I believe it was the one in Vermont was uh, – Oh. Was, was, well, I did pick it for that one. Oh, interesting. was at least one. But but yeah, uh, I mean as the tour goes on, that the Unplugged Medley gets just more solid and solid and better and better. So yeah, that, that is a, this is a safe choice. <laughs> I don't know which – I don't know what I would have picked. I honestly – there's uh, – it would have been a. I would have had to agonize over it if uh, if Weird Al did not preface "Buy Me a Condo" with yeah. potentially being the last time. But yeah, I mean that is definitely "Buy Me a Condo" is what I'm gonna gonna think back <laughs> to this concert. Of course, uh, until he plays "Buy Me a Condo" next time, and then it blows my whole. And then you're gonna have to theory. go back and revise this. Have go back and have. A, we'll have to have a a, a, a recount. A recount. We'll have to have a redo of Dave and Ethan's 2000s Weird Al podcast. Ridiculously stuff. Bonus episode 42 centimeter. Republish it. Yep, we're gonna have to do that. Um, yeah. So uh, after the concert, we did have VIP. Um, <laughs> And I will point out that uh, I want to mention uh, yeah. before we get to the VIP, the VIP proper <coughs> section of this, uh, we're sort of waiting back at our seats, uh, and a gentleman comes over me, and I think it's okay to, to answer this question honestly. Who comes now, over to you? He, uh, a gentleman, just oh, a, a gentleman. somebody, okay. yeah, somebody uh, comes over. He, he walks up to me and he goes, "Were you in the movie?" And it kind of caught me a little bit off guard because I wasn't expecting that. The movie's not out technically for another week. Uh, but then he goes, oh, by the way, I was at the uh, Philadelphia – I was at the screening last night of We're the Al Yankovic Story in Philadelphia. And I noticed uh, – I said, that guy looks really familiar to me. And then it hit me where I saw you before. <laughs> so uh, – so his name, he was at the thing. His name was, his name is Bill and he uh, introduced me to his, he said, this is my mom, Kathleen and my friend, Paul. And, uh, and by the way, uh, I don't know we, if we'll talk about this uh, when we talk about uh, the screening in Philly, but uh, uh, Bill was wearing a We're the Al Yankovic story hat. So he was one of the lucky people to catch the hat that was being thrown out at the. And concert. I don't know if we'll talk about this, but Bill is also the guy I tried to offer a hundred bucks to for the hat, <laughs> <laughs> and he declined, unfortunately. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a cool hat. Yeah, and I, I probably should have offered a hundred one dollars for the hat. You should have. jumped that. <laughs> should have. But yeah. So yeah, I don't think a, he recognized me from the movie, or maybe he would have uh, taken my offer. <laughs> See, that's the that's the only problem is uh, you know I wear my hat and I don't wear a hat in the movie and I think that yes, is my disguise. De- definitely, def- yes, it's like <laughs> Superman. That's right. Take off the glasses and, and, you're, and you're or put on the glasses and your Clark Kent. Put on the, the hat. And you're, and you're, put on the hat and your Ethan Ullman. Uh, take off the hat and your tough biker number eight. That's right. <laughs> um. Well, so back to VIP. Um. While we're waiting for VIP to happen. Uh, Steve J walked out and he was actually looking for his guest, which was yes. Ryan Barna, <laughs> yeah. um, which is really cool. And I, I love that the two of them are in touch. And um, 
after that, um, Kelly got to chat with with Steve and uh, gave her uh, gave her book Give to Steve. Uh, so he he got a copy of Weird Me and he was thrilled. He loved it so much. Yes. And then um, before he left, he came over and was chatting with us for a little bit, and um, we, you know we we're just. Uh, chatting with him and and talking about the tour ending and and he said that he plans to go home after the tour and still play all the songs every day um, yeah it's awesome i i love that that's it's such a steve thing is that he is just he's having so much fun he doesn't want it to end and uh i love that so it was really cool getting to chat yeah. with him and got to ask him we, a little we, bit about the uh seeing the film the night before yeah, on the was, big screen right because we didn't mention on this podcast but uh the entire band w- was uh, at the screening and uh, yeah. The night before. Yeah. So uh, Steve did get to see it on the big screen. And we asked him a little bit how, how he felt about the actor who portrayed him in the movie and, and all that stuff. So, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, he definitely he, cool. Well, I, I know uh, I don't want to go too off the rails, but um, right, right, right. Steve's son, uh, Miles, knows Spencer, who plays Steve yeah. in the. <laughs> this is crazy. It, it's just it's incredible, the coincidence there. <laughs> And uh, Steve had some um, interesting stuff to say about it and his reaction to some of the lines. So I'm sure we'll get into that um, at some point on the podcast. But it was nice to see him. And then um, <laughs> when it came time to uh, to to get a picture, um, <laughs> yeah, I uh, you know I flexed. I, I showed off my muscles because of how strong I am. <laughs> um, I don't know what you did, Dave. I can't recall. I- good question (laughs) (laughs) no so uh yeah so i just did like a uh a a standard pose with uh with al i know you you had something you wanted to do and it just it wasn't something i wanted to do and and uh the photographer said yeah it's not gonna it's not gonna translate well into what you think you want to do so at that point uh i kind of because what do you do at the the picture is they they give you two pictures uh, and then they pick the best one, and that's the one they use. Well, I already blew the uh, opportunity trying to do the thing that wasn't going to work on picture one. So I had one opportunity, and I just basically put my arms out, uh, like uh, on my at my side, and Al did the same thing, and, and actually it turned out really well. Uh, I, I'm very happy with the picture, um, and I'm wearing uh, my green. Uh, Weird Al experience shirt, the one with sort of the puffy. Uh, I, the puffy, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking puffy about. Image on the front, uh, which apparently uh, is a lot rarer than I thought it was. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, it's one of my one of my fa- one of my favorite Weird Al shirts that I, that I have. I love wearing it whenever I can. Yeah, and it's a good uh, one. Jackie, Jackie's wearing her. I know uh, Jackie was wearing her uh, Twine Ball uh, purple Twine Ball shirt that she, or shirt she got at the Twine Ball uh, with the little logo up in in the corner. Uh, it says Twine Ball Country. And I know that Al kind of complimented her on the shirt when he saw her wearing it. Oh, uh, that's cool. And so and he's like, oh, I like your shirt. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so th- those were our those were our VIP pictures. <laughs> yours looks great. I'm looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at yours and Jackie's. And um, when we went back through for the uh, poster, um, I asked Al to sign it to uh, Tough Biker 8. Uh, which is, of course, <laughs> the role that I played in Weird the Al Yankovic story. And and when I asked and JW translated it to him, when Al heard Tough Biker 8, he's like, 8? Like A-T-E? And JW's <laughs> like, no, the number 8. And I was like, Al, this is the role you gave me in your film. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty funny. That was great. And then I had Al's... 
I had Al sign my poster. Uh, to Dave, nice tattoo. Yeah. I don't know why you've I had got, him sign that. Well, you've got a lot of really nice <laughs> tattoos. So he probably just chose first, one. and it's, it's, it's what popped in my head. And I went up to the, the assignment. <laughs> so... Um, afterwards, uh, of course we spent some time chatting with people and, um, so kind of before the evening, our friend Mary Kathleen had reached out to me and said, Hey, I have some old, you know, weird Al shirts I was planning to get rid of. Mm. Um, but instead of just donating them, I figured I would see if, if, uh, if you guys would like them. So I was like, yeah, of course. Like I'll never <laughs> say no to weird Al stuff. And uh, so she had left the VIP a little bit early and she found us out front and handed me the bag and she gave some really incredible <laughs> shirts. Like, oh, yeah, I don't yeah. think they've ever been worn. These are pristine shirts. Um, I know, Dave, yeah, you, from, you definitely have all like, these in your collection, but I do not have most of these in my collection. Yeah, most of them were from the, like, the Running With Scissors tour Uh yeah, and so like I've bought a couple on eBay here and there, but they are not nearly as nice as the ones she oh no uh, she gave us. So I I I said to her, I was like, um, pick out as many things as you want from our two, <laughs> you know shop dot two thousand inch dot com, and I will cover them nice. for you. And and she's refusing, so I, I still have to convince oh. her. I was like, Mary, uh, let me let me get these for you. These are, this is too nice. She's like, no, I'll pick something out and buy it. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> that defeats the purpose. <laughs> You're too nice. No, it was really great. Um, yeah, it was great getting to see her. I don't think I'd seen her since the last Philly show a couple years ago. So it was nice to get to spend a little time with her and um, and some of our other Philly friends. And I said, oh, yeah, Javier yeah. and and UH Jeff in town and uh, meeting new friends and getting to meet Ryan Barna and it was just oh man, Dave, what what a fun fun experience. Yeah, there was a yeah, it was definitely a, a great experience. And there was a bunch of us after the uh, after the concert, like we usually do, uh, hang out out front uh, in front of the theater and just uh, just you know gab gab about Weird Al for you know till the <laughs> till it's, you know, everyone uh, till it's really late at night. <laughs> and uh, our small group was out there and uh, just just chatting about Weird Al and 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 you know reminiscing with friends. And then all of a sudden, uh, one of the the venue staff walks out the door and he says, just want to let you guys know uh, the Phillies just won and things are going to get really, uh, really wild in a moment. <laughs> and right at that moment, like, cause we are in downtown Philly yeah. and, uh, and like in the heart of, of downtown Philly and like moments later, like every bar in Philly just emptied out onto the street, like in front of us, <laughs> it was crazy. Like just, just weird out our Philadelphia Phillies fans just like, taking over downtown Philly. It was, it was crazy to see that moment. It was crazy to be there for yeah. that moment as a sports, as a sports fan, you know, as a baseball fan to, to be, and knowing, you know, that it's been such a long time for, for Phillies fans, just me to be there for that moment was, was pretty cool. You know, I was like, Oh, this is pretty cool. Now like, but I'm going to get out of here as quickly as we can <laughs> actually because I, it's going to get really crowded. I just remembered something um, that while we were out there chatting in front of the venue, um, Al wrapped up the VIP and walked out the front door and <laughs> went on the tour bus. Oh, that's right. Right in front of us. Um, yeah, I guess they had moved the tour bus to in front of the, the actual theater itself by that. Yeah, time. and we, I and, mean, uh, yeah. we're not even paying attention. There there was a crowd of people out there trying to meet Al, um, but we were just out there just having fun chatting with each other. So yeah, it was yeah. like, oh, Al's coming. Better move out of the way <laughs> so they don't think we're trying to, you know, uh, get an autograph or something. 
Um, but it was great. I, I mean, that was such a fun night. And then we hopped in the car and drove to, uh, to New Jersey, to your house. Yeah. So to, right back, back. Uh, yeah. Philadelphia is, I always think it's further away than it is. It's a, it was about an hour and a half drive. Um, I always feel like it, it takes longer than that to get there, but it was at that time of night, it was a pretty straight, uh, drive straight, straight home. And, uh, that was, uh, that was our day. And then we had to gear up, like you said, the following day for uh, Carnegie Hall, the big, the big closer of the tour. I want to um, just mention that while we were chatting with Steve um, before VIP, um, this young fan came up to him and took a picture with him. And I guess I didn't see what she was holding at the time, but um, I'm looking at the VIP photos. She's the last photo. Um, she's holding up a piece of paper. It's a screenshot from Spotify. And it says, you, you're you one of Weird Al Yankovic's top fans worldwide. You're one of their top 1% fans. So this girl Whoa. is a major, major listener of Weird Al. How awesome that she uh, got to meet Steve and got a, a really nice photo with Al. Um, so I don't remember what her name was, but shout out to her. How awesome that is. <laughs> I love that. I love that picture. And I, I, I think it's funny because if you were to look at my Spotify... I would be like Weird Al's zero percent fan because I don't have Spotify. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's so awesome, and we just had a great I have time. Spotify, and I listen. I listen to Weird Al, but I guess I'm nowhere near the top one percent because I've never seen that before. <laughs> you got to get working, Dave. Uh, I guess I got. I guess I got to step up my uh, game. Well, I I don't even know how we're gonna be able to cover all the insanity <laughs> that happened at um, Carnegie Hall because. The, I think people need to sit back and just like get comfortable because it's going to be a really long episode. It'll be long. <laughs> we're going to forget people's names. We're going to forget things that happened. Um, I oh, yeah. intended to like take notes before and after, and I totally didn't. <laughs> uh, so much happened. So many. Like it is incredible. I am nervous about recording this because I know I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna screw something up. Someone's not going to be happy that we forgot to mention. Oh, them. it'll be okay. Um, but. I can't wait to, to go over that awesome night and all the crazy things that happened. So um, I guess uh, yeah. that'll be coming up for, for you in uh, podcast land. You'll get to hear that on the, the next episode. Um, but until then. That was Dave and Ethan's 2008 Weird Al podcast. Ridiculously self-indulgent. Bonus episode 42 centimeter. Well, Dave, what did you think of the Philly concert? I can't believe this has happened. I can't. And I just want to say thanks to Apollo for fighting me, Apollo. I want to thank, thank Mickey for training me. We love you! And I love you too. Most of all, I want to thank God. Except for my kid being born. This is the greatest day in the history of my life. I just want to say to my wife back home, Yo, Jackie, I did it! <laughs>